Hello, Wildflower Women, and welcome back to Stories of Faith and Hope. Um, I know it's been a few weeks since we shared an episode, and this week is going to be a little bit different. I have been thinking about uh, what to say next, where to go next, and I just feel like the last couple of days, God has just kind of encouraged this thought in my mind. Um, and it seems like everywhere I look, uh, every every other conversation, this thought kind of is the most prominent thing in my mind. And so I just, I feel like that's where the Holy Spirit's leading. And I just feel like maybe, maybe somebody needs to hear this perspective on faith. And the title of this episode is Faith Without Works. And I don't know if you grew up in church and if you uh, heard the sermons over and over and over the way that I did about how we are saved uh, through grace, by grace through faith, um, that there is nothing we can do, no good thing that we can do, no work that we can commit uh, that would increase our savedness. I don't, that's not a word, but that's what came out. So there's nothing that we can do that can increase how saved we are or that can make God love us more. And I, I heard that sermon growing up, like I said, over and over and over again. Uh, Surprisingly, as many times as I heard the sermon, there was still this, uh, this underlying impression that I still Despite the word of God saying that it was grace through faith that saved me, um, and that I, I, there was, you know, not works, that there was still this feeling that I had to perform or I had to be good enough for God to save me. And there's the verse in James chapter 2, I believe. Um, yeah, James chapter two, that says uh, that faith without works is dead. And so I kind of had this little bit of confused idea of what that meant. And I don't know that I really completely, well, I don't want to say completely understood because I know that there is always, the word of God is living. And so therefore it is always um, there's always a new revelation to be found and to be ex- expounded on by the Holy Spirit. And so I don't want to say that I fully understand this at this point, but I understand it differently than I ever have before just in the last week or two. Um, we've been talking about stories of faith and hope. We've been talking about those those moments when faith for the impossible we were able to see, or I, in my stories, I was able to see God do the impossible. And I shared a story, the first story of faith and hope that I shared was that my husband and I had written down, uh, we had made a list, or I had made a list uh, of things that I was believing God to do for my husband and I over the next few weeks, and um, or the next few years and months, and you know, just in that time frame, I just I was believing for God to do it, and it seemed like it was something that was impossible. It seemed like it was something that we couldn't do on our own, um, and God did it. And almost every, I think, all but one of those 
things on that list, God had answered that prayer. And I shared in the next story the, you know, the things that I'm believing for now, those those impossibilities and absolutely literal impossibilities. I cannot do it on my own. There is no way to make the things happen that I'm desiring. It is all reliant on God's miracle working power. And so I was sharing these stories of faith and believing for the impossible. And then, like I said, just the last few days, the last week or so, just feeling this impression that faith without works is dead and and getting a new understanding of that. And I just want to encourage someone today that you have to put action behind your faith. You have to, when I say that without faith in God or without faith, it is impossible to please God. When I quote that verse and when I say that it is by grace through faith that we are saved and that we have to believe that we serve the God of the impossible and the faith in that is what gives us the hope to endure and to believe for it and to see it come to pass. That is absolutely 100% true. We have to have faith in God. We have to believe that what he said he would do, he will do. We have to believe that who he said he is, he is. We have to have faith to believe that. But we also have to put action behind our faith. We have to put steps into movement so that we can walk toward what we're believing for. And I was thinking about uh, the different times that I've heard people say, Yes, I'm just believing for God to do this. And I'm just going to believe that, you know, uh, God is going to send me my husband. God is is going to um, give me the job that I have been believing for. God God is going to meet this need. God is going to provide for us in a miracle way that no matter what, we are just going to believe and we are going to have faith. But... Faith without works is dead. And this is what I've, I've, the understanding and just kind of the, the new perception that I've gotten on this verse is that for myself, my husband and I, we want and we are believing for God to do the impossible and to give for us to have a child. That we are going to have our child. Our faith is that we will be parents and our faith is in the direction of we will I will carry my own child. I will I will carry my own child because that is what that is what man has said was impossible. That is the thing that I am believing God is going to get the glory for. I am believing for that. But if I sat back and said, I believe I am going to get pregnant. I am going to give birth to my own child. I am believing for this. And then I never had sex with my husband. Probably not going to happen. Because faith without works is dead. I have to step out. I have to do my part. There's only been, you know, that one immaculate conception. And... I don't foresee God choosing to do it again because we've already had a Jesus. We don't need another one. We've got the one that we need. We've we've got the only Jesus. 
And I just, I, I, that's not, that's not really something that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not in the, it's not going to happen. But what can happen is that my husband and I have a child. What the doctors have said were, was completely impossible. It's not going to happen. There's no medical scientific thing we can do for you at this point. It's not going to happen. But we're believing that it will. And so we've got to put the, the, the works behind that faith. And so I want to encourage you, if you are believing some, for something, ask God what, what it is, what action you're needing to put behind it. I am not saying that God will not send a man to knock on your door. If you're believing for a husband, I am not saying that God is not going to send someone to knock on your door and say, hey, God sent me here to marry you. Because if you want, I mean, he can do that. But if you really, really consider if some strange man walked up to your door and knocked on it and said, hey, God told me to come here and marry you. If you get really honest, your reaction is probably not going to be, I knew it. I had faith. I believed it. I knew it was going to happen. Your reaction in today's world is probably going to be, um, yeah, how about no, you weirdo? Who just walks up to someone's door and says, hey, I'm here to marry you because God said so? That's, you're just not going to go for that. It's probably going to creep you out a little bit. But if you're believing for God to send you a husband, then I'm encouraging you to ask him what action you need to put behind your faith. I'm not saying that you there is an action absolutely that you have to put forth, but I'm saying ask God what it is. Because there may be something that he's asking you to do. It may be. I know, I know that there are very few people, really probably only the singles pastors, the singles ministry pastors are probably the only people that really like singles ministry. If you've ever been single and someone said you should go to the singles ministry and get involved, you probably, if you didn't roll your eyes visibly you rolled them in your head because nobody likes a singles ministry. Nobody wants to be part of that. I mean, unless you're at a church that just has an awesome singles ministry, but it's normally just not something that people are all excited about doing, but maybe that's some action that God wants you to take. Um, maybe speaking to that person or maybe, you know, doing something. If you are, constantly walking around just sad and looking like you're depressed about being single and you don't fix your hair and you don't wear nice clothes or you just don't iron your clothes or you just don't look like you want someone to approach you, maybe that's some action steps that you need to take. Start preparing yourself to be a wife. That is probably the best uh, advice I ever received when I was single was start making the changes to yourself now that are going to prepare you to be a wife. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be something physical. It doesn't have to be, you know, the way you dress or, you know, look. I know those, a lot of times people would feel like that's incredibly superficial, 
But the reality is when you have some when you have a man that is interested in you, you want to look your best. It just it just is what it is. You want to present your best self to that person because you want to give them your best. You don't want to give them the the second rate version of you. You want to present your best self. And maybe that's something that you need to step out and do. Uh, if you're wanting that job, I know, I know that God can. He is absolutely able to do whatever he wants to do. So he can have that employer just call you out of the blue and say, hey, you know what? Your name and phone number just popped into my head. I don't know you, but I feel like God is telling me that you are supposed to have this job. Possible, like I said, because God can do whatever he wants. So if he wants to do that, he is absolutely capable of putting your name and phone number in front of someone to call you and hire you. But faith without works is dead. So if you're believing for that job, if you're believing for it and you know that this is the this is the thing that God has called you to do, you have to put some works behind that faith and putting that application in, filling out that application. If you need a certain degree or a certain certification for that job, Yes, I have seen it happen over and over and over again when people got jobs that they were not qualified for on paper, but God opened up the door. So yes, it can happen without a degree and without a certification, but if you're not getting it, start putting some works behind your faith. Get that certification. Get that degree. Whatever it is that you need, start putting some faith behind that, some works behind that faith. If you are believing for a home or a vehicle, yes, absolutely. Someone can walk up to you and hand you the keys to a house or a car and say, hey, God said to give this to you. But it's probably not going to happen unless that's just what God wants. Unless there is absolutely no way else around to getting that done. There there have been countless stories of that happening. And I believe that that was because that was an impossibility. But if you have the means to get your credit in a place, if you have have the, the means to pay off a debt so that your credit can go up, if you have the means to pay your bills on time so that your credit is not affected, if you have the means to save money, to put money in savings, and you're not doing it, Maybe that's what's holding you back. Faith without works is dead. And the reason why I feel like faith without works is dead is because if you are not, if I am not willing to put action, then do I really have faith? If someone doesn't believe that God can do what they're asking him to do, then they're not going to do what is required to get there. So saying, I have faith that God is going to do this, but I'm not willing to do what I need to do. If if I'm not willing to put in the work, 
then maybe it's because I'm kind of scared that God's maybe not capable of doing it. Or maybe I'm kind of scared that he is capable, but I'm not good enough and he's not going to do it for me. So if I just keep on believing, then I'll never be disappointed. Because if I put forth all this effort and if I do the works behind my faith, if I put the action to my faith and then I get to the end of it and God still doesn't do it, then what? Then what? Because as I was thinking back to those things that we wrote, that I wrote down on that list that I talked about in, my, in the first episode of Stories of Faith and Hope, when I thought back to those things, I realized that just about every one of those, my husband and I put some works behind our faith. It was impossible when I wrote that, it was impossible for us to buy a house. It seemed like the farthest thing from possible. I, I really felt like there was, there was, there's no way we're ever going to be able to buy a house. It seems so far off. We don't have enough income. We don't, you know, we're, we don't have, um, the resources we don't have we don't have the the job history that we need we we don't have the different things that are required to buy a house we don't even have furnishings to put into a house we don't we don't have enough money to save money to pay for an inspection or to pay for the closing cost or make a down payment we don't have any of that and it doesn't even seem like that's something we will ever have it was impossible but while i was believing that god was able to do it i went back to school I finished my bachelor's, which got me a different job with more income. I then continued and finished my master's, which got me another job with more income. And all of these things that we were doing, my husband was doing more and more certifications for personal training that was getting him jobs that he wasn't qualified for. Jobs that on paper required a degree from a, a bachelor's degree or a master's degree. And he didn't have that, but he had certifications and God opened up that door. But even though he wasn't getting the master's degree or the do, or the, uh, the bachelor's degree that was required for the job on paper, he was putting forth the effort. He was putting the works behind his faith and he was getting those extra certifications that made him qualified. And then we were doing all of the things that we needed to be doing. We were putting money in savings. We were making payments to things that were affecting credit. And we were doing what we needed to do. And so it was absolutely faith that got us our home. But faith without works is dead. And had we not put forth the effort, had we not started making those things, changes and putting action behind our faith, we would never have gotten here. And so that is what I want to say to you today is to start putting faith to work. Start putting work to faith. Whatever it is that you're believing for, 
believe and know that you serve the God who answers. You serve the God who is able. You serve the only one who is the one true God. The only one who sees the beginning and the end and every millisecond in between. That is your God. So you have faith in that. You, your faith is valid. Your faith is, is absolutely just merited. Your faith. But ask him, what are the works that I need to put behind this? Because I don't want my faith to be dead. I don't want to just be living a life that is dead faith. What is it that you're believing for? What is it that you're waiting for God to do? What is it that you are just, you're, you're dreaming of it and you're praying every night to see it happen? Ask him, what works do I need to put behind this? But know that your faith is the only thing that saves you. It is not works that saves you. You are not going to uh, to make God love you anymore. It is not that type of work that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the work that you can do to get to the place where you want to be, to get to those things that that God has for you. Those That is the type of work, the work that you are capable of putting in. We are incapable of working for God's love. We are incapable of working our way to salvation. We can't do it. it we do, we can only, there is nothing we can do. We can only have faith in the, in the salvation of God and in the grace that he gives us. But what we can do and what we're called to do is work while we're on earth. We were, that, that's, that's what we're supposed to be doing is we, God didn't just put us here to be a blob on a couch. God, God put us here to do something. So what is that thing that you're believing for? Those things that you're believing for? And what can you do? What steps can you take? What actions can you take to put work behind your faith so that your faith is not dead? So that is what I wanted to say to you. That is that is what I am, am putting into into action into my own in my own life and 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 looking at those things that I'm believing for and. And what is it that I am not doing or that I need to change or that I need to do more of? What am I wasting? Where is my faith dead? What, where, where, do I, where does my faith need to come alive? And I encourage you to do the same thing. And, and so I, that's, that's what I wanted to share with you. And, and I, we'll be back again um, with more stories of faith and hope to keep going in this, we this is definitely a time when, when really all we have is faith. Um, life is pretty crazy right now. Life is, is just, it's, you never really know what to expect. But one thing remains. Our Father loves us. And He is worthy of our adoration. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be worshiped. He is worthy and he is able. And I just want to encourage you in that to not forget that he is able. No matter what it looks like, he is able. And 
If you have not been told today, if you have not heard it today, you are loved, you are valuable, you are created with purpose, you are enough. Talk to you next time. Bye.